All right, what is up, everybody? Welcome to GC Podcast number eight. Um, we're gonna hit you guys with some hardcore knowledge today. Um, no, but for real, thanks for joining us. Uh, my name is Grayson, and I'm joined by my father. Hey, I'm Nate. And uh, today we're going to be talking about simplicity and um, probably some other subtopics around that. Um, but yeah, we're just going to dive right in. So why don't you get us started with some Nate knowledge and share a few thoughts on uh, simplicity? You got it. Well, this is a, a fun topic to talk about. Um, and seems to be pretty current also. A lot of dialogue going on around the country and the world around simplicity and uh, some other key words around it also. I think in um, in today's day and age, there is a lot of complexity to our world, to our relationships, mm. um, financially. Um, there's a lot of um, stress and overwhelm and yeah. frustration and things that kind of build up in life. And the word simplicity is freeing. And you know, the idea of living a more simple life is attractive to a lot of people. Yeah. And I would agree too uh, for myself. It doesn't mean that um, you necessarily want um, a stress-free life or you're looking for something that is boring, but removing some of the layers of complexity in life, I think is really important to a lot of people. And for, uh, for younger people like yourselves, being able to begin their lives and keeping it as simple, but effective as possible yeah. seems to be pretty attractive too. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. It's really true. Cause I mean, so there, there's so much that we can do. Um, but one of the Bible studies that I have that I did recently um, talked about becoming the master of one in the sense of, you know, God, pursuing God is your one master, but also in the sense of um, like career wise and those type of areas, becoming the master of one because, I mean, it's, you know, we want to go to a job, we want to, uh, you know, research, like put our eggs in a lot of baskets, which is good. But if you put too many eggs in too many baskets, you're never really going to master or find the true potential of one of them. And you're just spreading yourself thin in the sense of, you know, you should maybe just try and focus on one thing, put everything you have into it. It might not succeed, but you did everything you could. You learned all that you could. And then you'll move on to the next thing and then the next thing and the next thing. And uh, I think that just goes along with what you're saying instead of making life too complex. Because we're we're the ones that really do that. When life gets complicated, it's because we're piling things on top of each other and stressing ourselves out. So just becoming the master of one thing and then moving on to the next is so much smarter, I feel like. But it's just not the norm. (laughs) Yeah, not at all. It's really normal to be, I guess what you were just referring to is you spread yourself super thin, right? You only have a certain number of eggs in your analogy and the more baskets you have, the less eggs you can put into each basket, right? So that (laughs) just means you're spread thin instead of having um, the opportunity to use a lot of time and energy and resources in just a couple of areas that our priorities are, um, 
uh, like living on purpose allows you to choose one or two things, create margin in time, money, resources, mm -hmm. and focus in one area. And I think they those topics all sort of overlap each other. Um, simplicity, uh, purpose, um, intentionality, all of those things kind of work together yeah. for uh, for good. Yeah, 100%. I really liked what you said there living on purpose that's something i learned a little while ago and it's it's always stuck with me a lot instead of like living your purpose because sometimes it, i mean it's scary but we don't always know what exactly our purpose is we know the greater purpose but like living on purpose is just what you said living with intentionality and direction and all those things so um i like that but uh do you have any I guess more specific stories and it doesn't have to be specific, but just things that relate to you more personally that you've learned over, you know, trying things the complicated way or trying things a simple way. Um, yeah, for sure. Things that you've learned I do. That. And before I go there, let me just share something that I, I ran into when I was uh, kind of doing a little bit of thinking and research on simplicity, uh, just to give uh, the audience a little bit of context and background. Um, I ran into a, a, a short list um, that answers the question, how do you know if you're suited for a different kind of simple living? Like, when do you know if you're ready to back off a little bit and live a more simple life? Yeah. Um, it's really four things that, that this little article mentioned. The first was when memories are more important to you than things are, you're probably ready for a more simple life. Right. That's number one. Number two is when connecting with nature is something that you desire and not a chore. That would be number two. You're ready for a simple life when nature is uh, a complete breath of fresh air for you. Yeah. Number three, um, when you're tired of the chase, like we were just talking about, you know, when when you're just uh, running down life or life is running you down mm -hmm. and you feel like you're chasing and you have no margin in time and you're chasing the, uh, the American dream maybe, or you're chasing the dollar. Yeah. Uh, when you're tired of that, you're probably ready to slow things down a little bit. And then the last one is, um, when you're interested in learning about things that interest you, like when you're excited by interest led learning, yeah. like, man, I'd really like to learn and do a little bit more research on blank. Like that's probably an indication of, oh, there's some, you're looking for purpose. You're looking for slowing things down a little bit. Um, yeah. I just thought those were uh, things that kind of bring context to this conversation about simple and simplicity and living a simple life. If you can answer um, yes, or those things resonate with you about um your life, you're probably ready to pump the brakes a little bit and yeah. think about living a more simple life. Yeah. And for me, you asked about some specifics. Um, your mom and I have made uh, a number of decisions over our marriage or during our marriage, which is almost 25 years now, that in most cases, when we make good decisions, uh, the best decisions are the ones that slow our life down, remove things from our life, um, things that we, when we prioritize or reprioritize and decide we're not going to do something, those are usually our best decisions. So honestly, yeah. we make our best decisions when we say no more and yes 
less. Hmm. Right. So just learning to create boundaries. Um, both Christina and I tend to be people who want to be productive members of society. We love to help other people. We like yeah. to be involved in whatever we can be, whether it's church or in the community or at work. Um, for me at work early on, uh, since I was the primary breadwinner in the house, I was saying yes all the time. Yeah. And saying yes all the time at work uh, for me meant eventually working 60, 65, 70 hours a week, sometimes even 80 or 85 hours, which is like working two jobs in one. Yeah. And when you do that, your life becomes incredibly complicated and you really do drive everything out except for uh, just a few things and you're out of balance and not prioritizing properly. So that's just one or a couple of quick little examples of yeah. what I've done that's created complexity in my life instead of simplicity. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, when you say it, it, it makes sense, but it also kind of seems counteractive in the sense of, I guess, counteractive of the norm mindset of wanting more and doing more and getting more. It's like, how can more be less? And uh, I think I'm, I, I've started to understand it over the last couple of years, um, or probably more like the last year, year and a half of like, um, kind of what I was saying earlier. And I think what you mean is you're not saying, saying no to more things means that you're saying yes to the things that are actually more productive and more intentional and more of the direction that you actually want to go instead of just hoping and thinking that everything you say yes to is going to help somehow in some way you can only give one percent here two percent there two five percent there instead of giving 90 100 percent to one or two things instead of filling up every second uh, kind of still processing that, but it, it no, you're it, right on. It's it makes it seems counteractive, but it's really just directing your focus to less things, which in turn will provide a greater outcome, more than likely. Yep, you're exactly on it. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. One one of the things, Grayson, that I was um, one of the things that has been important to me the last couple of years, actually. Um, is as I'm creating goals for each year and thinking about what each year is going to be like um, and praying through that. Um, in my past, I have usually set lots of goals. Yeah. And it's usually like one or two goals for every area of my life. Okay. Parenting, marriage, spiritual life, um, money, uh, career, like everything... Uh, so finances and faith and family, like everything gets a goal or two. And when you do that, you end up with eight or 10 or 12 goals. And it's really hard to stay focused on that. That's a complex way to create goals. God impressed on me a couple years ago, Matthew 633, which has become my number one, most important priority uh, or number one goal, if you want to call it that, for the last couple of years. Matthew 6.33 says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things will be added to you. 
And I see that as uh, when, when we prioritize God and put him first, all the other goals that I used to set, all the other 10 or 12 or 15 other goals, I see that as all those things will then be added unto you when you have your priorities straight and seek yeah. God first. So that's kind of been my guiding principle over the last few years is putting God first and letting the rest fall into line. Yeah, they'll just come into place from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I guess something that I'll, I'll share that's um, kind of recent, more recently been um, forcing, in a way, simplicity upon my life. It's something that I've wanted, but, um, you know, you, you have no choice but to be simple is um, building up my car into the little rig that it is with a bed and my cooler and water and yep. clothes and everything. Um, it might not make sense to some people, but something I've always wanted to do, just live, be able to live mobily and work wherever and um, camp slash just, you know, spend a, a long-term amount of time in my car. Yep. Um, and so that's what I've done. And I mean, last week I decided to challenge myself to just I mean, I was, I was around home around here. I came in here a couple of times to just check in or, um, grab a couple of things, but I, I forced myself to stay in the car the whole time or sleep in it anyways. By living in a car, it's really like you're living anywhere the car like brings you, you know, you're living at stores, shops, other people's houses, like, um, and I mean, instantly right off the bat, you realize how simple life can be. Hmm when you know you have one bin that's your clothes you have some food in the cooler you have you know a car that can take you anywhere like you really just come down to like the bare necessities of what you actually need to live because you don't have that much space i can't bring my desktop computer my speakers my bed like I, i can't bring everything that i have so it forces me to think simply in the sense of what do I actually need here Mm. to live to, you know, not go hungry to, you know, all those things. Um, and I mean, I've absolutely loved it. It's a challenge. It's not easy because like in the back of my mind, I'm like, Oh, but I have this room at, at home that I could just like, you know, go and just be comfortable in. Um, but I've, I've just learned so much by forcing myself to live a simple life. And I mean, I, I love it. I love the challenge. It's, it's amazing. Um, but yeah, I've just been learning a lot about how simple life can actually be and how little we actually really need to hmm. survive, but how much we think, but like we, we think we need more. Um, so it's just been a really great learning experience for me. I mean, I've loved it, but yeah, it's a challenge I, for sure. Yep. Uh, it's definitely been encouraging to me watching you challenge yourself doing that, knowing that it's, um, it's a mental, physical challenge for yourself uh, and one that you don't have to do, right? You've always, um, dreamt about living mobily. So I definitely encouraged you to continue that dream and take advantage of the opportunity you have right now to do it. And it's awesome to see you, um, not just doing it, but learning from it and the, uh, the learnings around, what's actually necessary versus what we have and what we want, I think are super beneficial. It it teaches you um, a lot of principles and concepts around what's really important in life and living 
uh, what you do need, what you don't need, uh, where you can create more margin in your life. Um, and I, I think it also helps prioritize your life. Um, it, it re- whenever we talk about simplicity, it reminds me of the concept of minimalism. Yeah. And uh, really the movement of minimalism, which is super popular um, all over the world. And I've got a friend, Joshua Becker, who lives right here in Arizona. I can't help but think of him and uh, some of the things that he talks about and writes about. Uh, in fact, for uh, for those who are listening, um, Joshua Becker has a great website at becomingminimalist.com. And uh, he writes a couple of great articles. One that's the benefits of minimalism, 21 benefits of owning less and talks more specifically about exactly this, like what, um, what it means to have less in your life and all the benefits that you get, um, from having less. Um, but he's, uh, he's a great guy that, um, we can all learn from. And, uh, the point, one of the points that I'm trying to make is Joshua lives, um, in a nice community, in a nice home with vehicles, and he's a minimalist. Right. So minimalism does not mean that you're out in the woods with only a knife and an apple. Right. Yeah. Like that's, that's not it. Like that's not living a simple, smart life necessarily, unless that's what you want. Um, it's living intentionally, potentially with less, but prioritizing what's super important to you. So it's my thought on simplicity and minimalism together. Yeah. Yeah, that's super wise. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, I we we keep reiterating it, but simplicity isn't always having less. It's just directing your focus towards the things that actually help your purpose and help you grow more instead of just spreading yourself thin. Um, one other thing I'll share is uh, I actually wrote wrote out a post for Instagram. Um, Earlier, I just I picked a few photos from uh, my adventures last week, and then uh, just like I usually just kind of write based on what that photo makes me feel, or like the mm-hmm. memory that usually comes with it. And the first thing uh, that came to my mind was peace, um, and that's something I've been learning a lot right uh, a lot recently. Um, in fact, my Bible plan uh, right now is about finding peace, mm-hmm. um, and so I, I just wrote out like peace um it's it's always something that uh, i don't have it memorized word for word my phone's over there but uh i realized that peace was something that i was chasing Mm -hmm. in a sense i was chasing the moments of peace where i was at the lake watching the sunset going down like those moments of just peace where like you're not really thinking about anything else you're just really embracing the moment which is amazing but to me I felt like it was counteractive that I was chasing peace. Hmm. I I think it started to become this mindset of where I couldn't have peace anywhere else unless I was in those moments. And I started to like idolize those moments almost of like just camping out in the woods where like, yeah, obviously like pretty much anyone's going to have peace out there. And so it's just, I I don't know, just kind of a reminder for me to like not, chase peace but try and find peace in the ordinary or the simplicity in the ordinary of day-to-day life here 
Um, I don't have any tactics really necessarily of how to do that. I'm still learning and reading books and learning in this Bible plan a lot, but just something I realized that I, I, I feel like I started to go about the wrong way and wanted to start to get more straight. So, mm. yeah, super powerful. I think what I'm hearing you say is you want to learn how to experience peace instead of always trying to find it, yeah. like looking for it. Yeah. Um, similar to, um, joy, right? When, when do we experience joy? When do we experience peace? Like how does, how does that happen? Um, oftentimes what says right in, in the Bible in James one to take joy in trials of many kinds, which is converse to what we would normally think. Like, why would you find joy when you're having a hard time? Yeah. Right. But, um, it's biblical. Right? We take joy in trials because we know what those trials are going to do for us. They're going to help us develop perseverance and our character and those sort of things. So mm-hmm. joy in um, hard times and peace in the ordinary times. Right, yeah. the, um, you, you can make the ordinary extraordinary just by simply choosing to experience peace. I think it looks like we're about to run over our time. Oh, no. So we should probably wrap this thing up, uh, wrap it up. I'll let you do your thing and kind of close it out with a little bit more Nate knowledge. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, um, I kind of spoiled the ending earlier because it it was a great time to use our uh, use the verse that I mentioned. But I'll just reiterate. um, Simplicity is uh, is super important. It it. it refers to living a purpose-driven life. It aligns with um, so many good things in our life, having margin, being intentional, all of those things. And um, the one way that I've been able to do that in my life, the one way that I do occasionally do that in my life is when I put Christ first. Yeah. And Matthew 6.33 just says that the best. Um, I, I shared it earlier. I'll just reiterate again that that verse is seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things will be added unto you. Don't be chasing the world, be chasing God. And when yeah. you do that, um, all the rest falls into place. So powerful. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks for uh, for your perspectives and your your wisdom today. <laughs> Thanks for yours. <laughs> Appreciate it. Good conversation. Of course. Yeah. Um, thank you guys for joining us. Hope you guys maybe uh, learned something or took something away or um, yeah. Thanks for listening. We uh, will see you guys in the next one. GC eight in the books. <laughs> All right. See you later.